Hello, framers. I'm Meg Glasgow, and this is Meg on Marketing, a podcast dedicated to helping your framing business thrive. First of all, I have to thank you for listening. I uh, appreciate that a ton. It uh, shows that you are hungry for great, helpful advice on how to improve your business, and I am happy to share it with you. Uh, today, I want to talk about the most exciting frame project I've ever done in my 25-year career as a framer. It is a leather cabinet frame uh, that I had the opportunity to make for a very favorite client of mine. And uh, it was an extraordinary project. So I just wanted to share with you some of the inside details about um, how we were able to make this all happen. One of my very favorite clients uh, of a long, long time brought in a rare buffalo hide coat for framing. This coat dates back to the late 1800s. Uh, it was gigantic, it's heavy, and of course it's shedding, and it had kind of a funky smell to it too. So to say that it uh, posed a number of challenges uh, as far as framing goes is an understatement. Um, and our solution to framing this unique piece of Western history is kind of what I'm going to talk about today. So when the clients came in, they immediately saw uh, leather frame samples that I had on the wall from House of Mercer. So if you've met these guys, um, this is an extraordinarily gorgeous line of picture frame samples, all closed corner, handmade um, in Peru. So the um, frame that the customer chose, he just went over to immediately, pointed to it. That's the frame I want. It's the one with the leather tack that's attached to the outside corners and stuff. Just extraordinary. It's so perfect for the project. So there was no other question about what other frame options. Um, that was it. That was the one they wanted. And uh, I set on a uh, plan on how to price this out and, and um, try to figure out how we were going to make this giant uh, frame happen. And I, I want to talk just a little bit about... Um, how to sell stuff like uh, projects like this that are so extraordinary and was very, very expensive. Um, first and foremost, if you don't show it, you can't sell it. And that comes um, down to molding samples. And so I work very hard to kind of curate my molding sample wall with really some beautiful eye candy that gets customers excited um, about design. So in ca the case of these leather frame samples, it was inexpensive to buy the sample set, but it is such an extraordinary selling point in my shop um, that makes it really, um, really kind of a great eye catcher for customers to come in and see because it's certainly not every shop has this. Um, okay, so continue on. So the concept for the shadow box, um, I started sketching everything out, taking some measurements and... Um, drew everything out, sent it to Andre at House of Mercer down in Peru. And they began figuring out how they were actually going to construct all this. And so that back and forth took um, took some time. So once we got a final approval um, from the client that we were going ahead with this hinged case shadow box. So it measures 48 inches wide on the short side, 74 on the long side. So it's almost a foot taller than I am. And I'm a big girl. Uh, it has a hinge on the outside. Uh, the, so the front face frame hinges open. Uh, recessed magnets hold the latch shut as well as we added some decorative hardware and stuff I'll talk about in a second. So Andre and his team went to work constructing this monstrosity. And uh, if you want to take a look, there's pictures, great project photos online at uh, my website, finerframes.com or on uh, my Facebook page. Uh, 
Facebook page. So uh, they started building the wood frame, planning everything, wrapped everything in leather, added the color to it, uh, built a gigantic crate and shipped this back to me 7,000 miles from Lima, Peru to Eagle, Idaho to my little shop. So here's the funny thing. Once it finally arrived, um, almost a month and a half later, uh, the FedEx driver arrives in my alley behind my shop and uh, comes knocking on the door and says, uh, yeah, can I get some help with this? I'm like, no freaking kidding. This is gigantic. He was looking for our loading dock and I just laughed. I'm sorry. No, we only have this narrow sidewalk and stairs to try to get this um, giant um, crate that weighed 250 pounds. Uh, so this will be fun. So we just ended up dropping it um, in the alley. We broke the crate apart and um, to make it a little lighter and got the frame inside where where we could begin uh, working on the interior part of the frame. And here's the part that you're missing because this is a blo- um, just a podcast and you can't smell how wonderfully delicious this frame smelled. It was incredible. Oh, it was so cool. I think if Andre could bottle up the smell and sell it as Framer's Cologne, he'd really be onto something there. So Andre, if you do that, um, give me a cut. <laughs> um, so once we got the frame inside, we wrapped the back in a um, beautiful piece of linen, um, oatmeal kind of colored linen um, that we got from Framing Fabrics. Um, mounted that down. We added a um, coat hook. This was a tricky part. So Mounting the coat, we didn't want to sew anything down permanently. Oh, because I forgot to tell you, this coat has to go another 350 miles north um, to our client's cabin in Montana. Uh, So we couldn't permanently mount the coat in for transport because the coat was so fragile. So our solution was uh, we had Andre wrap a nice heavy uh, coat hanger in leather so it matched the project and then we set out to find the really perfect unique coat hanger um, metal bracket I guess that we could screw to the back of the um, the back of the frame and thank god for Etsy because you can find anything on Etsy uh, we found a welder that made this one-of-a-kind coat hook out of antique metal material and a, a railroad spike so perfect for this project. Uh, so we ordered that, got that shipped in, added that in. And um, the last detail was how we got the um, acrylic in there. So because this project had to travel so far, and it measures, like I said, 48 by 74, really acrylic was the only option um, for any kind of glazing. And I love Trueview's Optium Museum acrylic. I love this product. You know, it's anti-scratch, anti-glare, UV blocking, and drum roll please, anti-static. Uh, it's lightweight, easy for my clients to clean. So it had everything that um, that we needed to make this project work. The anti-static was really important because, like I said, this coat is uh, natural buffalo hide fibers, and uh, which was lifting off the coat, shall we say. Uh, so the anti-static. Uh, feature was a really important uh, of the acrylic. So anyhow, we got the acrylic in there, um, cut uh, and painted little wood uh, trim, got that nailed in to hold it in nicely. So it looked great uh, from inside from the back of the frame as it did from the front. And we were so happy that after almost two months uh, of waiting, uh, the customer was going to get this frame. So now for the final part (laughs) to wrap it back up, 
put it back in that gigantic crate for its final journey, 350 miles north uh, to a mountain cabin in Montana. And uh, this was this was a little hard for me to see my baby walk out the door. Um, I knew it was in well hands. We contracted with a freight company uh, that did a great job, drove it up there uh, for about $700, um, drove it, shipped it up there. And we arrived, my husband and I happened to be on vacation uh, in North Idaho. And so we opted to swing down through uh, Montana on our way back, uh, way back to Boise, because I wanted to see this frame installed on the wall at this cabin. And so this was kind of the icing on the cake for me. This project was so exciting to do from start to finish. I was so, so proud of it and so excited. I just, I had to see the end of it. So we've got it, arrived there at the cabin. It was kind of a family affair. It was so cute. The uh, neighbors came, family came, everybody was there excited to uh, to see this um, big project uh, finished. And was so glad they were there because it was very, very heavy. And honestly, we needed the, we need the help. So we had a cleat hanger on the back. Uh, client also installed a um, metal uh, L bracket that the coat actually sits in on the base. So it's well supported. And for additional support, we screwed through behind the coat, screwed through the frame into their wood wall. And um, just as a side note here, on a strange uh, coincidence, um, Montana had its first earthquake in forever the day after we installed this frame. <laughs> and it survived beautifully. So uh, so no problem there. Oh boy, I, I tell you, this project was a dream come true for me. And I sweated over every detail. Um, and it really took a wonderful team um, to pull this all together. Uh, the guys at House of Mercer were incredible. Um, my staff was awesome in helping this. And uh, thanks to the tireless freight driver uh, who had to drive it five and a half hours north. Um, I'm just grateful for everyone that had um, such a hand in putting this very, very special project together uh, for me. So yes, so we celebrated. Um, certainly I poured myself a nice glass of wine and kicked back and just um, enjoyed uh, the happy client and uh, the results of a project well done. So I encourage you to go check out the pictures uh, on um, finerframes.com. Um, they're on Instagram as well. So you can um, find them in a couple different places if you're interested to uh, take um, take a look at what we did. So one thing I want to say um, to you framers out there, kind of words of encouragement who are um, maybe don't think that you can sell a $6,000 frame. I'm telling you, you can. I'm doing it. <laughs> I have a tiny shop in Eagle, Idaho. Um the only difference, I try very hard through all of my marketing, the displays I have in the shop, the frame samples I have in the wall, I try very hard to attract this client, this type of client that is sees the value and wants to spend this kind of money on doing a one-of-kind extraordinary frame. I'll tell you, if I was just focused on pushing cheap ready-made frames and um, value molding and cheap black stuff, if that was the kind of shop and the way I positioned myself in the marketplace, I would have a near impossible time selling this kind of project. So it's all about how I've um, branded my company. And that is partly 
well, it's largely <laughs> what's made me successful is how I'm communicating to my customers and the projects and the displays that I show. So uh, something to think about. Um, the quotable for today, decide exactly what kind of frame shop you want to be because you can't hit a target you can't see. So that's my um, tip of the day. I hope you enjoyed um, enjoyed my little story about my leather frame, my gigantic leather frame. So I encourage you, if you want to uh, know more and keep up to date what's happening uh, at the shop, you can subscribe to my email newsletter at megglasgow.com and um, continue to follow me, Facebook, uh, Instagram, all the social media. I am out there and always ready to answer questions. Um, and I'd love to hear more from you about maybe what you're doing in your shop. So again, thanks for listening and uh, we'll see you again soon.